It was a pig roast Thursday night in the Big Brother house. Good evening, everyone. I'm TJ Perry Moonvez, and welcome to Big Brother Coaches Edition. The Saban squad took an unexpected hit again as the secret Old Trapper Swoosh Alliance blindsided the head hog collar. Desperately needing a POV win, Sam melted down and frantically began calling the hogs. Tonight, another house guest faces eviction. But first, after losing two members back-to-back -back from the Saban squad, Nick shifts strategy. Can he solidify the Little Debbie side alliance with Dabo? Live from the Palace on the Prairie, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show 2022 Top 25 Countdown brought to you by criminal defense attorney Carter Jennings. Get the defense you deserve with Carter Jennings Law. 405-659-7221 or visit carterjenningslaw.com. Now with today's team, here's the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. So you're telling me Saban is working with Dabo now? On a side alliance? I'm saying that's what was teased. We don't know what happens in these wow. opens with, with uh, TJ Perry Moonves. You know that. Yeah. Now, do you have your farewell um, encouraging send-off ready for today? The rain today will keep the doctor away. Good night, everyone. I don't know. I what? didn't have any. You got to do it at the end. Oh, sorry. <laughs> see what I can. We're just now starting. See what I can come up with. You, you've, you've got to do it at the end. I've never silly, done really? this before. We're new to this countdown thing. Calm right. down. Well, you got you got about eight minutes here to think about it. All right, uh, and then send us off in a proper manner <laughs> today, right. if you would. All right. Um, very well, let's remind you the four teams we've unveiled here. It's week number one of the countdown. And uh, let's remind you, we started back on Monday at 25. Very controversial. Nebraska was our 25th ranked team. A lot of people had a problem with that. OU gets Nebraska week three of the season for the Sooners. 24. Kansas State came in at number 24. They've got Nebraska's old quarterback, Adrian Martinez. Now, the Sooners open Big 12 play with the Wildcats in Norman. 23 on Wednesday. Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss came in at number 23. That's where Jackson Dart ended up. He hasn't won the quarterback battle yet, but that's where he ended up. And then yesterday at 22. The Arkansas Razorbacks at number 22. Bust out season for them last year. They turned some heads. Can they double down with a very difficult schedule? How about Bobby Petrino coming to Fayetteville this year, TJ? What's that atmosphere going to be like? Can you oh, imagine? Wild and crazy and a lot of fun. That's what it's going to be. Does he meekly try to get in and out of town without causing any waves? Or does he ride in on a hog? Ride in on a Harley right through the <laughs> right through the middle of campus. What if he led his team onto the field on a motorcycle? Oh, Come does. on, I man. I hope he does. Come on. Oh, that would be fantastic. Which brings us to today, the number 21 ranked team in the T-Row in the Morning Show Top 25 College Football Countdown is... the best part of going to the SEC right here, TJ. Turn it up. Oh, 
I'm telling you, man. How can you not sing along to Rocky Top Team? I am a Sooner fan through and through. I bleed crimson, but that is a dadgum good song right there. Tennessee comes in at number 21 in the countdown. The Tennessee Volunteers. What a year one for Josh Heupel. He has uh, turned around hopes and expectations in Knoxville as they went 7-6. and six. <laughs> And lost the bowl game, Teach. They went 7-6 and six last year and lost the bowl game to Purdue. But uh, if you ask anybody in Knoxville, times they have a changed with Josh Heupel now at the helm. And, I mean, I did, I'm not here to rip on him either. It was a fun season last year. That high up-tempo offense, high-powered up-tempo offense, averaged almost 40 points a game. It was the fastest offense in college football. Uh, the Jeremy Pruitt era has been you know, put behind him other than all of the uh, penalties that they've got to pay. And he has apparently flipped the culture in Knoxville. They believe again. Hinden Hooker, a quarterback, had an outstanding year last year. There's a dark horse Heisman candidate for you. I don't think they're going to win enough games for him to get to New York City, but statistically, he had a great year last year, and in this offense, he is likely to have a great year again this year. And he's got a big-time receiver in Cedric Tillman. Um, And they've got a really good core of running backs. The skill position for Tennessee is big-time. The question for them is the offensive line. They gave up way too many sacks last year. 44 sacks, the most in the SEC. Now, part of that's because they're snapping the ball way more than anybody else. But... They also weren't very good. If they could be better on the O-line, watch out. They got four starters back on the offensive line. Could be a good thing, could be a bad thing, I don't know. But they got a quarterback who can really fling it. They got one of the best wide receivers of the SEC. They got Brew McCoy, too. You remember Brew McCoy, TJ, that went to Texas, that went to USC, that went to Texas, that went to USC? He's ended up at Tennessee. I don't know if he's ended up there. That's where he's at now. He may go right back to USC or back to Texas. I don't know. Um, But skill position-wise, they're good. Can the offensive line block them up, pass protect, create a little more space in the running game? The whole key to Tennessee offensively this year is that O-line. Defensively, they were okay. But they lost probably their three best players from last year in Matthew Butler, Theo Jackson, and Elante Taylor. Uh, They've got a really good pair of defensive ends. They should be able to pass rush Byron Young, Tyler Barron, two NFL-caliber defensive ends. They've got very good safeties up the middle, Trayvon Flowers and Jayla McCullough. The problem is, or the question is, cornerback and up-the-middle Uh, on that defensive line inexperienced at corner and they gave up way too many passing yards a year ago and inexperienced at defensive tackle although they got one behemoth up there uh that's six two three fifty elijah simmons he's a big old circle of a human being 
But the most important thing with Tennessee is that the mentality of the doom and gloom, at least for now, has turned around. Tennessee believes again. Josh Heupel's gotten them believing again that Tennessee is headed in the right direction. Not going to win the SEC, but headed in the right direction. And i got to tell you, for an SEC schedule, it's not bad. I mean, you've got the built-in losses with Alabama and Georgia. Okay, they got to go to Georgia, and they play Alabama and Knoxville. doesn't matter where they play Alabama, they're going to lose that game. But you get beyond that, and, I mean, listen to this. Ball State, that's a win. At Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh lost Kenny Pickett. I see no reason why Tennessee doesn't go in there and win that game. Akron, that's a win. Florida, they always struggle with Florida, but at least they get them in Knoxville. At LSU, that's you know probably a loss, but do we really know what LSU is? UT Martin, that's a win. Kentucky's good, but they get them in Knoxville. Missouri should be a win in Knoxville. And they close the year with South Carolina and Vanderbilt. Certainly, uh, we don't know what South Carolina is yet, and that game's on the road. But, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no Auburn. There's no Texas A&M. Um, it's, it's hard. But unlike Arkansas, their non-conference schedule is very manageable. Ball State, Akron, UT Martin, and the toughest non-con game is at Pitt, which I think they can win. So you've got at least three, probably four built-in non-conference wins. They're going to hold their own again in the SEC. They're going to be tough to beat in Knoxville. I'm not telling you this team's going to go to the SEC championship game. That's not what we have them picked here. But they went 7-6 and six last year. I think they can improve on that. I think they can win eight games this year, maybe even nine, and Tennessee continues to slide in the right direction under the leadership of Josh Heupel. So 21. Uh, uh, TJ, not putting them in the top ten, but 21. I think they're a pretty good team that has the chance to mess up some seasons. They're on the manageable side of the SEC. Tennessee at 21, too high, too low, or just right. Too high. <laughs> this team's going to stink. They'll be lucky to be bowl eligible. I give them six or seven wins. They're going to struggle to get to that bowl game. This team stinks. It, Jack or hey. Jake or Nick or whoever the new guy is, TJ hates Josh Heupel. He hates left-handed <laughs> quarterbacks. Okay, that's something you need to know about the show. That's nothing to do with left-handed quarterbacks. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, it's but I'll let you is. know this. Yeah, go ahead. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It's the courage to continue that counts. Okay. Was that your farewell moon vest send-off today? That's my farewell message to you. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know we were done talking Thank about you. Tennessee. I think you broke my phone, too. I dropped it a minute ago when you brought up Tennessee and that gum it. Did stuff. it shatter? I don't know. No, it's not shattered, but there's a big spot on it now. I can't figure it out. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm done talking about Tennessee. TJ's playing me off. (laughs) Jeez. So you say Tennessee too high at 21. Too high. We'll talk to the prestigious and longtime voice of the volunteers, Bob Kessling. 
Coming up in the 8 o'clock hour today, we'll talk some more volunteer football. Tennessee, hey, that's three straight SEC teams, TJ. We'll be back. 